This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv, I'm Alex Smythe. As the holiday season approached, there's many who are out trying to find the perfect gift for that special someone in their life. Over the past number of years, online shopping has exploded in popularity. And for people with disabilities, it is an easier and more accessible experience than in-person shopping. And Sean Priest from Double Tap TV wanted to stop by and share his thoughts on accessible shopping. Hello, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks, Alex. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm excited to talk shopping with you. You know, I, I secretly do enjoy it. It may be a bit of a problem at times, but it's certainly something that I enjoy. So, Sean, let's let's talk about the online shopping experience. So how how can it be kind of uh, a positive experience for for folks with disabilities in in terms of making it more accessible and and easier to navigate? Well, as with, I'm, I'm very interested, first of all, how you shop, Alex, but we'll get to that. Mm. Um, as with a lot of things, it's the digitization of analog things, right? So shopping now, I think, is far more accessible than it's ever been before. Of course, it's not perfect. There's still websites out there where the buy now button is inaccessible to screen readers. Drives me crazy, by the way. <laughs> but as a general rule, the ability to just jump onto your smartphone or your computer and browse for yourself. Again, it's all about not having to rely on someone else. I can go on, if I need something, I can find it. I can browse the, um, that browse and compare the alternatives that are available, read reviews, and I can buy it easily and get it delivered very, very soon. For me, it is a anxiety-free experience and i love online shopping yeah you know you i i think you hit the nail on the head with that it's like it's reducing the stress it, it's you're not trying to kind of navigate the the physical space in order to find a gift you you can pull it up you can search it online you can use your your devices that have different screen readers that have those different devices and, and applications on it that make it accessible and it, it comes to you instead of you having to go and seek it out yourself but uh so how do you typically shop for for gifts and, and presents during the holiday season, Sean? Is it all through through online? <laughs> are, you, are you using coupons as well? Or are you doing a bit of a mix of both? Well, it's, it's a double-edged sword, the um, accessibility of online shopping. And I don't just mean from a disabled person's point of view either, even mainstream, how easy it is to just get what you want. Because no matter what I think of for friends or family, what gifts I think they may like, chances are they've already just jumped on a Amazon, let's say, and bought it for themselves already because it's just so easy to do. So, um, yeah, personally, I do all of my shopping. And it doesn't matter if it's for the holidays or just for myself or even the grocery shopping. Everything is done online. Now, since I've lost virtually all of my usable vision, I can't imagine going out there, especially at Christmas time, right, with the crowds and everything. I can't imagine 
how stressful that would be. And uh, mm. even if I get assistance, even then, because no matter what, you know, there's always that feeling of I don't want to take up someone's time too much. You're always sort of compromising when you get sighted assistance to help you out. So uh, for me, online shopping is is the only only way I shop at the minute. Of course, there's other, you know, like the the local shop, the local paper shop, or the local sandwich shop for me, especially. Um, <laughs> which, of course, nice and easy. You get to know the the, the members of staff there, and it, it's absolutely fine. But even then, when it's throwing it down, you know what? I may jump on a uh, a food delivery app and just get something delivered. Um, and it has got sometimes people look at you slightly in a negative way when you say that. Like, you know, what about social interaction? And of course, there is that angle to it as well. But for me, I think, as I mentioned earlier, the the the, the stress-free experience, the the <laughs> less anxiety I can have from doing anything the better it is for your mental health. I, 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 I can, I can see some negatives to it, but the, the positives totally outweigh it. Well, especially when you're you're talking about the holiday season, because if let's say there's there's shopping malls or or stores or things like that, they are going to be at their busiest. It, it, it's a different experience when you're going, you know, in in September and in, in uh, you know January or something like that to do do some shopping to, oh, you're you're here in like the last half of uh, December, essentially, and trying to pick things yes. out. It can be Christmas such a, a hassle <laughs> because even if they have the product, it may not necessarily be in the place where it should be because, you know, people pick things up or they move it around or they, they consider buying it. Oh, they just place it on the shelf and there could be no hope in finding it, even if you have your full vision. Um, so yes. I, I tend to align with you, Sean, in, in I'll do most of my shopping online. That said, there are times where if it's an item that I know is going to be available in stored, like I, I like the, the feature of, okay, I can source it online. I can kind of put in that I want to buy it, but I can pick it up in store and I can make yes. the journey out there, but they're going to have it set aside for me. So I don't have to go through all the, the hassle of that side of the equation. I'm trying to physically find it and I can get it in my hands today. You know, that, that's a, another yeah. feature because of the online shopping. You never know if there's going to be delays with uh, shipping and things like that, if there's going to be issues along that side of the equation. But when you do go into uh, kind of the physical stores, one thing I, I started to notice more and more, they're becoming less of a, as Dave likes to say, a cash operation. It, it's becoming much more the digital payment methods, the Google Pay, the Apple uh, Pay, you know, things like that. Like, when was the last time, Sean, that you paid for cash in a transaction in the store? I'm very curious. Oh, that's, uh, wow. Years <laughs> and years and years. Now, I say in a store in particular, mm -hmm. I can't even remember the last time, at least six or seven years since I've carried cash with me. But um, there's still times such as uh, taxis and things like that, where uh, even now there is still lots of options to pay contactless mm, digitally or contactlessly. Um, but I find that a lot of these taxi cabs and things like that still, you know, sometimes, no, we only take cash. But in those in those times, I barely, it's very rare. I have the emergency £10 note or $10 note mm. in your case stuffed away somewhere, but I, I, I barely use cash. And again, 
it's so much easier. I can see the, t the time coming very, very soon where ATMs go the same way as telephone booths, where mm. you just see less and less of them. Firstly, I need to find an accessible ATM with the headphone jack where you know I can actually use it. Um, and, and secondly, just finding it in the first place. So, um, yeah, I, I never, ever use cash. And again, sometimes people look at you negatively like that, like uh, this digital cash um, society is a bad thing. And, you know, there's a few conspiracy theories about it. But for me, again, it's all about making my life, as I'm a very selfish person, it sounds like, making my life as stress-free as possible. And if I don't have to worry about, do I have enough cash? Can I identify the notes even that I'm carrying in my pocket? Yeah. Over here in the UK, the, the notes have gone to this plastic polymer and they feel just like um, chocolate candy bar wrappers or, or something mm. like that. Uh, so I don't like carrying them around. Um, we're lucky over here, they are tactile symbols to denote the the amounts of the notes. But even then, it, it's, it's, it's passed. It, to me, it's like going back to checks. Someone passed uh, a family member of mine a check the other day and they didn't know what to do with it. Sorry, is this 1981? Um, we haven't used checks here for years and years and years. And I can see cash going the same way. There's so many so many small vendors now that, that have these services where they got a, a cash reader, uh, sorry, a card reader, where you can simply pay with your smartphone. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and when I was um, uh, this this fall, I actually uh, traveled to uh, Germany and then to, to Iceland, and I was shocked just, I, I like any time I travel, I'm always going to get like some local currency. So I got some euros and I got some Icelandic kroners. I, I got like, okay, I got cash just in case I need it. Literally yeah. every single place I went had Apple Pay, Google Pay. I, I had to force myself <laughs> to pay with cash when I could because I needed to get rid of it. And I, yeah. it's such a different experience, you know, just like, oh, yeah, you really don't need this anymore in, in the day to day kind of situations. Now, there may be certain shops that will say, oh, you know, cash only, or if there's an issue with either the machine or, or your device, yes. whether it's your phone or, or uh, some watches that you, you want to do the payment with. I, I find it's such a unique thing because cash is still legal currency. You think it's like, oh, I'm going to use this because I have it uh, on me and it, it's still valuable. But as you say, it's like, you know, maybe this there's a transition and it's going to be happening that we're moving away from it. But um, I think I, so. I'm curious. I, I think, Sean, I, I want to find your your benefit, uh, your your thoughts on this, though, because what happened if, let's say, online shopping, digital currencies, all that just disappeared tomorrow? How would you manage? Oh, stop it. Don't scare me now, Alex. <laughs> um, no, it would be a huge, huge negative for me, and I think the disabled community in whole, if, if, if online shopping disappeared tomorrow, absolutely. But I think then we would have to um, hold these uh, bricks and mortar stores to a higher level. Right mm -hmm. now, even big chain supermarkets um, and, and big chain stores, I find you can you can go in and say, hey, can I any chance I can get some assistance? I want to do some shopping. You could be waiting 30 minutes. You could be waiting an hour for someone to to come and help you. And even then, there's no guarantee that those people know how to have had any disability awareness training or anything like that. I've had some horrific experiences with, with uh, assistance. So I think if online shopping 
did disappear for whatever reason, then it would be time that we held um, bricks and mortar stores to a higher level when it comes to actually getting assistance. Because, you know, there, there's so many times where we're actually losing even human cashiers now in supermarkets. It's self-help, which are inaccessible, um, self-help checkouts and things like that. So um, I think that, that they would have to up their game substantially before I would feel comfortable going out shopping again. Yeah, that's absolutely such an important uh, point to put on it because it's like you need to have those those uh, people there that can physically help you and, and assist and answer questions. And as you say, it's like, yeah, if you go into a digitized world, doesn't mean it's accessible. It needs to be accessible for folks shopping. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for, for your time. That's all. Uh, we'll have to get out of here, but uh, look forward to chatting with you next time. Thank you so much. Enjoy your shopping and happy Christmas. Yes, you as well. That was Sean Priest, one of the hosts of Double Tap, which airs daily on AMI-audio, noon Eastern time on AMI-audio. You can also follow the Double Tap team on Twitter at Double Tap On Air. Coming up after the break, the conversation around online shopping continues as Elizabeth Moeller poses the question around porch pirates and deliveries from online shopping. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.